What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 10. I can't believe we're at 10 episodes. It's actually nuts. Um, you know, you guys are keeping me motivated. Everyone's keeping me motiva- motivated to keep bringing these episodes out, and I'm having a lot of fun doing it. So episode 10, bit of a milestone. Pretty cool. But what is even cooler is the guest for this episode, Luke Mallinson of Cutlapse. This was really, really cool. Yes, he's a very prominent YouTuber. He's an all-round great guy, but getting an insight and getting to know how we got into trail building and his background in design and graphics and all of that was just super, super, super interesting. Dead set legend, as are all the guests, but here it is. Episode 10 with Luke Mountainson of Cut Labs. Let's go! I think it's like an old door or something. You just lean up on against a couple of bricks and that was it. That's how it started. <laughs> Even before YouTube, like E-Bombs World and stuff like that. And oh my gosh, you did not just say E-Bombs, E-Bombs World, mate. I put together a video called The Shredinator. Um, and I got special. The, shred- the Shredinator? Yeah, so it's like the Terminator. It was a spoof of the Terminator, but... um. <laughs> This is actually the 10th episode, which is wild. Like, I didn't think anyone would, like... I mean, I thought, look, I'm not a boring guy, but, like, it's crazy that people are just interested to know what other people are doing. But this is episode number 10, which is gnarly. Yeah, a bit it. of a milestone that's um, to hit hit double figures. All right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fully Pinned Podcast, episode 10. Now, I know you've seen this mug before, but... I'm pretty sure you would have seen this guy's mug before. If you've heard of the channel Cut Laps, this is a man behind the screen that does all of that. The beauty, the beard, the main Luke Mellinson. Mate, thank you so much for coming on. No worries. Thanks for having me, man. It's good. Oh, bro. It's, um, wow. Like, what a, you know, I've always said that um, people's stories are super important, regardless of the world. Like, I really want to try and encapsulate encapsulate you know australia mtb like whoever's keen to you know jump on the mtb wall i'm keen to have them but like i really want the core of our guests to be from this beautiful country now we had another youtuber who of course you know johnny um as our first guest and i thought why not number 10 you know bring the big homie on <laughs> no mate sweet it's yeah 10 episodes is awesome like congratulations on that and um yeah thank you very for, much like to have a have a conversation Man, let's um, uh, let's give everyone a backstory who may have somehow missed uh, <laughs> the I'm communications of cut <laughs> the communications of cut laps. Um, let's let's give a bit of a history of who you are. So, like, let's uh, intro um, yourself, so to speak, if you wouldn't mind doing. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Um, well, we'll go the quick intro. We don't need to get into how I got into mountain bikes and everything just yet, hey? Yeah. No, 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 just a little brief overview. Yeah, brief overview. Um, my name's Luke. I have a YouTube channel, which mm-hmm. uh, involves me just building mountain bike trail in, I mean, I call it my backyard. It's it's a little bit bigger than a backyard. I've got... Um, it's like a little bit here. large. Yeah, it's, it's pretty big. It's um, <laughs> Yeah, I've got my own private forest. I'm, I'm very, very freaking lucky to be able to have access to building this location. So... I was building my own private trail and decided to start documenting it for YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. Always been passionate about filming and editing and stuff. So, yeah, uh, 
I decided, yeah, let's film it. Let's put it up on YouTube. And things started to um, snowball and, yeah, get a bit out of control. And now there's um, yeah, a couple of few, a couple thousand people tune in and watch me <laughs> yeah. mischief Just in the backyard. It's pretty sick. It's funny, like, you know, if you look at it and in essence, now I'm sure, you know, from you know, before we jumped on the call, you were talking about, um, you know, the bikes, the shed, land, motorbikes. Obviously, that's a throwback to things you're probably into as a, as a young fella, but in essence, it's literally just find a bunch of sticks around. Like, if if you really want to like draw it back, like yeah, yeah. hammer nails. I mean, obviously, there's a little bit of a science to getting everything to work properly. But like, you know, when I was a kid, I, I the things that we used to build were not like they were not helpful to anyone's safety. But just being able to do something that you created. And or like build, you know, build something, look at something you created and test it out and write it. It was such a satisfying thing. And now you're in this space where, you know, probably not far off, you know, doing it full time, I guess. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and like I said, we were when we were kids, we were growing up just yeah, digging holes and jumping off little dirt piles. And I was, I was thinking, so it's just like, oh, we had this. I think it's like an old door or something. You just lean up on against a couple of bricks and that was it. That's how it started. <laughs> how, why is it like every guy that I talk to or like every guest that I've had on, if like there's always a door. Daddy. Yeah, you have a cuddle good night. Come on, bubs. <laughs> good night, bubba. Love you. Bedtime. Bedtime. That's man. it. <laughs> Bedtime. Um, everybody's like got a story with like, a couple of bricks or Bessa bricks. They're not always like traditional, you know, like house bricks, but like Bessa bricks you flogged from a work site <laughs> and like a crappy piece of like or literally like crap wood or like a door. I don't understand how it's like. Yeah, it's actually, it's metal grate. It was a metal grate. It was just perfect for just this little kick. I mean, I couldn't do anything off it. We'd just launch it off it as quick as we could on the skateboard and occasionally on the bikes. And that was, that was the start of cut laps right there, the first build. The, the first major build. And it's funny, like, when I think, um, oh, what is the movie? It is just Napoleon Dynamite. Like, that, obviously, yeah. that iconic yeah. scene. Like, I don't think they could have measured the impact of how significant that seat was because we weren't jumping bikes that were really, like, ready. Like, I used to jump it's my, my nana had – yeah, exactly. I used to jump my nana's banana seat bike. Like that, my mum used to ride when she was a kid. Like he just did anything to try and get off the ground. Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that scene actually from Napoleon because um, you would have seen my latest video where I built a kicker out of pallet wood. Yes, and yeah, yeah, we're talking about I actually that. Actually, downloaded that scene for the intro of my video. Like I had included it as well, but I decided. I mean, I thought it was hilarious, but I decided to pull it out just because. I don't have the copyright to it. And I was like, oh, if this video blows up, I don't want the like a strike on my channel or something. So I ended up cutting it. But there's an alternate version out there that's way funnier than, than the one that's on YouTube. Would that be something that you oh, – it'd be so sick to see, like, and this is how it was supposed to look. Yeah. Sweet three feet of air. Maybe can, can, like can, can. a Patreon version or something. I did actually keep – there's um there's a – Another classic scene from the start of Hot Rod that I kept in at the end of the video. Uh, Did you ever watch that? Yeah, yeah, I have. I'm just trying to remember because, like, because we're talking about jumping things, all I can think about is the scene with the pool 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, very scene, he's trying to jump a van out in the street and the whole yes! the whole kicker collapses and the dude yeah. just works himself. So, yeah, I included that in the story. It worked well, I think. I love it. Oh, man, what a classic Andy Sandberg. So you obviously had, I mean, this will roll perfectly because we're getting nostalgia. This roll perfectly into the next next thing. History with Bikes Man. Like, how did you fall into, like, was it just kind of like I got a BMX when I was a kid and it went from there? Um, what's your history with mountain biking? Or did you just have a mountain bike straight from the get-go? Um, I actually didn't probably get into mountain biking until the end of 2019 so it's actually pretty recent but oh I really like yeah yeah i've been riding bikes since i was a kid so um the property that i'm building on is actually really close to where i grew up as a kid we have um it's 150 acres um it's Oof. actually where right now at my mum's house so it's just bushland so me and my brother we could ride bikes when we like as soon as we could walk pretty much and so we're just lapping around the house and off in the bush um and just i don't know i think yeah i had a bmx just you know whatever came from the um secondhand shop and stuff no no fancy mm -hmm. bikes, especially back then um and then we moved to canberra there's all the neighborhood kids around we had like a street of kids the same age and we all had our little push bikes and we'll like be off at the park or you know out playing until the lights turn out you know um, the best yeah absolutely the best thing ever straight yeah. after breakfast as soon as you could get out of the door on a Saturday morning, you were gone. Yeah. So, and that, yeah, that's exactly, that was my childhood, just riding bikes with the neighborhood kids. We'd set up dumb little jumps. Like, I could, I was always such a kook on a bike, like trying to get any, well, as soon as I was trying to get in the air, riding around was fine and ripping skids and stuff. And that was sick. So, but as I grew older, I got into, um skateboarding and after school i was big into snowboarding and snow following the snow seasons around and stuff so never really got into mountain biking i knew always knew it existed i'd watch um videos online even before youtube like e-bombs world and stuff like that and then oh my gosh you did not just say e-bombs e world mate <laughs> i remember literally in high school like how like one whoever the mad nerd was had figured out how to like view things without the school like seeing and instead of doing whatever you're doing you would put whatever the crack code was and yeah. you'd go on e-bombs world and play games and there was some feral crap on that side oh, it was so good though we um i went to a hippie school so they, they didn't even have any of the firewalls or anything the teachers didn't know how to install that so we just we could do whatever we want on the, on the <laughs> Quickly, when you say hippie school, what is the term? Because someone mentioned that to me in conversation recently that the kids go to. It's like one of those things, huh? Is it a Steiner school? That's it. That's yeah, exactly. yeah, is it. that like when you like learn to read when you're like six or seven and you do um, everything like creatively yeah, probably first? Like, like kindergarten. I didn't go until year seven or something. So I didn't go to the early school ages, but my, my sister did. And yeah, so kindergarten was like, it's just colouring in. Maybe kindergarten year one and two and stuff, they just focus on much more creative stuff. It's like, I don't know, a five-year-old, a six-year-old doesn't need to know the times tables or anything or maths or science. So, um, yeah, it's just a different way to teach, which is actually, I mean, we call it a hippie school, but um, it was, it really suited my 
learning style so much more like I and regular public schools I just felt like the biggest dumbass um through English yeah stuff but I wonder if I would have benefited from something like that yeah it, it, yeah focuses a lot more on the creative side of things as, as well so yeah um, let's see like yeah I, I built a quarter pipe in the um, woodwork class and stuff so no it was good <laughs> oh <It> mate <laughs> that that you know the door the door on the bricks was 1.0 that was that was that was the <laughs> insurgence of cut lamps and now we've now we've immersed to the you know gone to the quarter pipe yeah well year 12 it um it went to a full-blown half pipe that was um, holy year 12 they have like a project that's supposed to last the entire year i was like oh I don't know. Oh, yeah so like a year-long build type thing built a little four foot um half pipe in the backyard with yeah that was actually pretty sick and uh, I had like full metal coping and stuff. I mean, not that I could really do anything. I mean, I'm still, I was still shit, but it was, it was sick. It was so good. Just the best thing to have. I remember we had a friend of ours, same sort of thing, like build us like, if you were to compare it to like a mountain bike jump, it would be like we rode our skateboards off it. I can't, I don't know how countless times eating it, but it was more like a ski jump type thing. Like it didn't have like, we used to go as fast as we could yeah, right. down the street. And just see, like, Send even if it, yeah, literally how far you could go, or like you just like poo shoot your board and see how many times you could get to like flip. Just so ridiculous. We just put this thing in the middle of the road, like, at yeah. any stage. Like, it was a relatively quiet street, but when you think back on it, you're like, that was really dumb. <laughs> like, it was the best part about growing up, right? Like, hundred percent. I I am very thankful that I still value. The outdoors, like obviously, you know, I, I have a very creative. My son is very, very creative, very athletic as well, yeah. and so he, he's um he's got his own little BMX, and I'll if I can, I'll get you the video later. But he is not at all scared. Yeah. To go insanely fast on his bike, so he's yeah. already in a full face and stuff. So it's cool to see him, um, passionate about you know the things that um you know we grew up with as such yeah. being outdoors yeah um, would love to get him into the you know, he's a little bit young to get him like out in the bush like building stuff and he gets a little bit scared of bugs and and things like that like he'd never seen a marsh fly before the first time i took him up to some stuff that i had kind of scraped out yeah and he's like Dad, that's a really big fly <laughs> and me in me like not thinking i'm like oh when they bite you blood comes out and he was like i want to go (laughs) take me home (laughs) um off the back of that like so you've you know you finished school you've had this building chase the snow season how did it kind of come around like did you keep building like stuff when you were home like what Uh was the 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 half pipe was really the last thing i built for a long time um but i was a Oh, except like I was still getting that creative outlet at the snow. It's just so much easier to build stuff because you just yeah, you dig a, a kicker. You know, you go you hike out into the back country and dig a big jump to launch yourself off and then it melts away, you know. So mm-hmm. you don't need any crazy engineering techniques or anything. So yeah, I was always, you know, still having fun building that sort of thing, but it, I wouldn't call it a proper build. And then and I was a I'm a graphic designer, so during yep. that sort of period, I was just um, letting my creative juices flow into whatever design work I was currently working on, and 
Yeah, it wasn't until 2019 that I moved to um, Bulleye, which, and onto Bulleye Pass, which anyone that is a local of the Wollongong area will know is like the Princess Highway, it just goes straight up this escarpment. Um, and there is some um, of the best mountain bike trails like right there. So at the yeah, end, of wild. these epic downhill trails, me and my housemate were like, well, Oh yeah, of course we're going to get these bikes. So we ended up buying. I think his was a two hundred dollar giant Talon. I got a. Everybody had one of those. Like so oh. many of my guests have had a giant Talon. It's super yeah. weird. Yeah, that's what I had as well. I mean, it was just like yeah. you know, the cheap entry level hardtail bike. Yeah, it was every. It, they were literally everywhere. Yeah, we were just so like Bulleye Bulleye downhill is it's a chunky black downhill. Yeah. We used to just I don't know, push our bike down half of it and stuff. But, yeah, like, after a while, we're just rattling down this thing out of control and having the best time. So I was like, all right, within a couple of months, we're like, all right, we need we need better bikes now. We're, I'm hooked on mountain biking. Um, got, we ended up getting the full squish and never looked back. That was it. Done and dusted. Good. Yeah. You mentioned, um, like, the graphic, obviously, you know, your – trade was graphic design did you study like do a uni course or anything at any stage yeah i did um was so the snow a, stuff was like a gap year a gap five or six years <laughs> yeah i love it <laughs> how good i was never going back to school i was done i was like no nah, finished year 12 i'm out yeah i'm done and dusted uh, but i think i was like 23 24 and i went back to tech and studied graphic design for two years and it was actually it was actually digital media so half graphic design half like website building and film and stuff like that as well so um and homework and stuff like school was easy i was naturally talented at something and it just sort of it came so easy to me so i was like oh wow this is is this what school was like for half those kids back then like anyway so yeah, at Tech, just love graphic design, did a final year to get a bachelor at university and um, never looked back. And that's it. So yeah. when, at what stage, so were you like, I just feel like making a YouTube video? Because obviously, I can't remember if I, if it was an audio message that I sent you, but you had done some like, like design and audio visual work, like visual work for clients of yours. Mm. When were you like, maybe I should build something and film it? How did the, oh, like, obviously you've gotten on the bike, hundred percent you're on YouTube watching YouTubers. Yeah. Were yeah. you just like, I should try this. At what stage were you like, I need to give this a go? Cause your first video wasn't obviously too long ago. Yeah. And, and that wasn't my first video ever. Like I've, um, we had a video camera growing up, so we were always just yes, dad cam, the best back ass and stuff and whatever, and really got into video editing when I was growing up. Um, mm -hmm. And so, how did that all start? When I was following the seasons around, I actually moved to the states and lived over in Salt Lake City for a season with a bunch oh, of nice. mates. Went down to Best Buy, bought myself a digital camera and a laptop and just filmed the boys snowboarding and um, yep. really got into editing then. So 
I had a lot of yeah, had a lot of fun just putting together snowboard films of the the guys and trying to emulate you know what we saw on the TV and the, the big films coming out at the time. And it just it really escalated from there. So I was pumping out a couple of snowboard, um, you know, just like five minute edits and stuff um, each season. And then I studied graphic design, which also had a bit of it had an introduction to videography in the course. Yep. Um, but they didn't actually teach me anything because by that stage I'd already learned so much more. But it was just cool to um, actually have someone be like, "Oh yeah, that's that's pretty cool. You're doing you're doing this well." Um, and then I bought my first HD handy cam, so it was like 1080p. Went out, filmed my mate, and did like I did a series edit of him, and that blew up. I mean, what blew up at the time was. I think I got about 500 views on Vimeo and we were just like, wow, that's amazing. So many people are watching this. This is crazy. And two snowboard brands called me up within two days and like, can you come do work for us? Oh, oh, all right. (laughs) Yeah. Sweet. So um, got a couple of gigs straight out of that. And um, wild. Yeah. It was just some, so there's flow snowboards and they, sent two pros from the States, from their international team on a road trip around Australia. And I got to just jump in the car and do a couple of edits of them. That, like a, a road trip video of us just running amok on the road. It was sick. It was so good. That is literally one of the coolest things I have ever heard. It was it was, it was so gnarly. Awesome pass. I hadn't even thought about that in a long time. But yeah, it was that was awesome. And that yeah. season as well. Perisher used to have this um, video competition called Tube My Ride, where you had to uh, film a video at Perisher, um, which for anyone that I know isn't familiar with Australia or anything, it's just one of the ski fields here. And um, I put together a video called The Shredinator. Um, And I got special. The the Shredinator? Yeah, so it's like the Terminator. There was a spoof of the Terminator, but... um, And we feel like so I got into cool. After Effects and was doing like all these special effects. So my mate, who's a really good snowboarder, he comes back and he's the Terminator. And like something happens, he um he terminates one of our other friends. Like this is after he's you know thrown back <laughs> with the roadies and spins and stuff. He's done done all these tricks. And then my other mate, who's a really good ski, who's like, hey mate, try a real sport. And so he comes over and terminates him. Uh, takes his skis and then he just shreds on the skis as well. So it's just this, like, it was a, a fun story and a really, yeah, just a, a, a great learning experience. Like, I busted my ass off editing and, like, getting really fancy with those techniques and stuff. And um, we ended up winning. So that was that was really cool. That was five grand in the pocket for having fun doing what we love, like just snowboarding and filming stupid crap. So It's that funny was when, you look, when you look back on it like that. And you're like, I was just kind of being a goose. Yeah. Like, yeah, I wanted to win the money, but like in the end, I was just like, <laughs> Shredinator. And you made a like, you made a video like yeah. off of that. It's sick. It's still out there. Like, um, I've got yeah. it on. I think it's on Is another it on YouTube. It's on another YouTube channel. So I've got like a YouTube channel which is just my kind of like holiday films and stuff my own sort of scrapbook and it's on there so i'll send a link through yeah all right um I'm i don't know if it comes up in, in search or anything but yeah now that was a classic 
but yeah so everything so i I've, found I, it oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> surely that's it yeah that's it that's it oh all right that 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 is definitely gonna be watch for this i just i i love the idea of that because i'm very much like I know kind of the way that I got into, um, you know, like that, you know, the two stories you've just told me, like, you just like, you made some, like, you know, you know, you made an edit, you and your mates are just doing your thing, Vimeo. And then someone's like, Oh, can you come film for us? And like, all of a sudden you're in a van, you must've been just, ah, and now you've, you know, you've won this comp. Like I just, it makes me think about the, like how I got into mountain biking. Like, all the videos and edits that I used to watch, and I don't know why or how this was the first stuff that I found, but probably like 04, 05, mm. 03, 04, 05, I, there was a series on MTV called Drop In, and it was all like free like free ride guys like wearing big baggy Oakley yeah. things, and it was just – they were just like super rowdy, and it looked like it was a total like piss take. You know, like, it looked like there were guys just taking the mickey out of each other, like, absolutely just, like, super rowdy guys. So I like hearing uh, – it's cool to hear stories that, you know, their birth kind of, like, into MTB kind of had a similar sort yeah. of, like, antics, yeah. you know, and kind of spirit behind it. So I think that's I think that's very important, and I've mentioned this a million times, and I'll keep harping it on because it's a message that I want to be clear that essentially mountain biking – more than anything, and I know quite a few people share this sentiment, regardless of the goals, it is about fun with your mates. Exactly. It's all about, yeah, the community. And so many, I say that to so many people as well, that it's like, oh, I'm not very good about this. And it's like, nobody cares. Like, I say it a lot about snowboarding as well. It doesn't matter if you are a beginner or a pro. If you're out there, you can be having just as much fun as either of them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're throwing backflips or you're just learning to jump for the first time. Like, it is exhilarating and so much fun just get out yeah, there 100 let's see well a mate i made him all I, I can say this now because the post i'm going to put up tomorrow about him will come out before this app comes out but a mate of mine a year always oh, actually it's actually my boss as well one of my best mates but he had never ridden a mountain bike before and he I basically had about a rough like i would say like near 20 year gap between me getting back on a bike like i only got back on a mountain bike last year because I started work with him. My work's 10 minutes from my house. So I was like, I'm not, I'm just not driving a car there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I picked up a, um, old Norco storm. And the second I got back on, I was like, Oh, literally that I was, there's no way this has just been a work bike. I started bashing that thing. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I just, absolutely rinsing this stuff like the chain slap was terrible i was like right about six or seven months into it i needed a new bike i was like i need something else so i raffled it and at around this and uh, funny enough johnny won it of all yeah things. yes yeah I, I listened to that and heard that he won yeah it. yeah <laughs> and then i said to my mate i was like bro just you should come like and this is when i started uh, kind of i'd like, been on a like a ride with johnny and like i'd met a couple of other people and um, I don't even know how, like, it all come about, but I just said to my mate Dan, I was like, bro, just get a bike and just come for rides. And he's like, I don't really know. I was just like, doesn't matter. Just come ride. Literally within, like, 10 days, he had, like, a like an, a really, really nice, like, um, 
it was an older model would have been like a 2019 maybe mm. or 2018 like norco yep. hardtail but it was like an aggressive one yeah um you know i think 150 mil of travel in the front old i guess n- decent little sun to a fork and that was it like we were on and he yeah. was just like <laughs> he's on you know, I had a vague, I had a vague, I, you know, not a vague idea because I've rode so much when I was a kid. I feel like a lot of that stuff never left. But for him, like, he's just like, all right, so what now? And there we are, just like out in the bush. He's never ridden a bike before. And I'm just like, I don't know half this. Like, I knew some basic techniques, like nothing, like super fancy. And we're just like fanging down stuff. Yeah, and we ride. That's it. And we just rode. And I was just like, what? And it's such a cheap, like, if you really want to go like bare bees knees, you don't have to spend a lot to get into it. And within six months, seven months, eight months, like before he got his full squish, man, he was taking his thing down frenzy DH into Woomba. Like every trail we were doing, I was like, this dude has either got, we call him big nuts, but, yeah. um, <laughs> cause he did everything we did. Like, he's like, I'm not getting left behind. He did <laughs> everything we oh, did. And we used to, just following him down a trail is just so rowdy because that back end just swimming everywhere. Yeah, and like, everywhere, yeah. <laughs> it just like those moments, like seeing seeing someone push past something they didn't think they can do mm. is just it's beautiful. I mean, that's why we ride. You know, it's why we ride bikes. It's like, man, I'm. Con- it's like you. You're just like, I'm going to make a video. This video is going to be sick. Then I'm going to ride the feature and it's going to be sick. Then I'm going to have some mates around and I'll make a video about my mates riding it. Like, I feel like if you try and keep the basis of your bike riding at a very genuine, like, if your mantra, so to speak, is fun, you're pretty much never going to have a bad time on the bike. That's it. You just want to have a good time. I don't think... See, I've never entered into a race or anything. I've never yep. done that. And I hear that can, like, people love racing, obviously. Um, mm. I reckon the stress would get to me. I don't know whether I'd have fun racing. It's one of those things, like, I did my first one uh, May 6th. It's funny because I haven't ridden a bike since then because I snapped it. Yes. And then I replaced it. I replaced the chainstay. And then, because uh, I snapped the chainstay clean from the axle. And then when I put that in above it, this like the seat stay must have been. So when I put the straight part in, it's bent it back and snapped that as well. I took it for a service the week before the race. And he's just like, I do not reckon, because I didn't know why my rear brake pads were rubbing. Yeah, right. And he goes, I don't recommend you race this. So I borrowed a mate's bike. And that's, and then I, Tore my ACL. Oh, this is a disaster, this part. But, yeah, tore ACL June 1st, and so I've got a new bike sitting in the garage. But, like, that race, I think racing completely depends on who you are as a person and the things that make you tick in regards to how fun it was. Because I'm – you ask anyone that knows me very well, I'm annoyingly, like, critical – of like my self-performance and because I see what I know I can do mm. and unrealistically my bra- even though I know what I can achieve unrealistically my brain's like oh you can just do this now mm. 
yeah, yeah. And yeah. so when you have those expectations, like it was super fun, but it was funnily enough, it was always more fun when I chase, you know, Johnny and one of our mates, Jack, like into a lap or I did a lap with a couple of other boys or I, you know, I say, oh, sweet, you try and keep up with me. It was always more fun. And I did not enjoy it. And I did not have fun when I was racing. But when I was with myself trying to bond down something, it just wasn't the same. And yeah. I, can't, I can't say, like, um, you know, I, I, I can't speak to the actual mind of a racer and what it gives for them. But I, I, I get that because, like, when, you know, when I was just hooning down the trail myself, I, you get very, like, or I got very in my head. Yeah. Type thing. So, and it's, and it's just ironic that, right, or trying to chase a couple of the boys down the trail was way more fun because you can hear them screaming. Yeah. That's, like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Loose. You just ride on each other's tyres and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I'd like to try a race. Not a cross-country race. Just do no. a super flow or something like that. Do something super chill. Yeah, there was one up in Cooma earlier in the year that I was thinking about. And now we've got to get around to it. I was trying to drag Froth along as well. Would you Just... enter the e-bike or would you enter... Would you enter the uh, acoustic division? Um, good question. I guess it depends on the day. <laughs> yeah. We'll wake up. Mm, I'm feeling like I want to go up hills easy. Do today. I have to pedal up the hill? Oh, I need to work so much on my fitness. That's that's the biggest problem with me. Um, I spend too much time in front of the computer or in front of the TV. Or um, Yeah, people will probably be surprised. You don't strike me as an unfit guy. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> like, let me just have another sip of this beer <laughs> i've got um yeah no well actually i've got out this last couple of weeks i'm like all right i actually need to ride a hell of a lot more and just try and keep this fitness up um and i've been getting back out on the analog just to flog myself or riding around in eco mode yeah. it's um it is really easy to jump out on the e-bike and put that in boost and have an awesome time like it's so much fun and that's what I live for on the bike, but I do need to have those fitness days as well. I mean, you you are getting like, you're getting a big workout on the e-bike still, but it's not the same as pedaling up a hill. Yeah, I get you. I've had this conversation with a few people lately. It's got a bit spicy in areas, but like. <laughs> I love um, I love them both, but I, I wouldn't do either. Like I, I couldn't live without either. And the e-bike is just, it's so. It's good. a different tool. You got to you got to look at it as different. There's just fire trails everywhere, um, and with some like really steep hills, and I, you can't take a, a regular bike out on that. It's just not any fun. I don't know whether anyone could like they're just really steep climbs and so loose and so just. Too, I don't think anyone's got enough traction. Like it's a struggle on the e-bike. Um, so just get out and do like 20Ks on the e-bike is unreal because there is some big downhills to just flog down these trails. But if I wanted yeah, to do that, flat, it would be like a five-hour time on my, my regular bike or it's a one-hour on the e-bike. So, of course, I'm taking the e-bike out. Is there much around the – so, like, 
I don't know what the elevation's like on the property. Is so you're saying there's some like in that area there's a fair bit of riding or around where you live because you because you don't actually live there at the moment, eh? No. So at the moment it's it's about five k's away from where I live is where I build the tracks. So the property, dad yep. dad's property, where um I build my mountain bike trails, and then I'm living yeah about five kilometers away um on another property and. We back onto a national park, which just has fire trails all the way off through. Um, it's what we sort of grew up riding dirt bikes on and just exploring out there. So now I jump on the e-bike and flog it around as well. Mate, I rode one for the first time and I was never like, and I will look directly into the camera and say this, I don't hate them. Please don't take this the wrong way, anybody. I rode one for the first time and I was very surprised, but I could also see if you weren't clued in with all the extra weight, it could cause you some trouble in particular ways. Are you, yeah, this is going to, because I've listened to, what was it, you and Johnny talking about it and he doesn't think yeah. any, there anyone should get on it. Look, I know yeah. beginners, I don't, I don't think beginners should start on an e-bike either. I think a hard tail is the best is the best it go. It changes so much. Like, you know, some beginners are 60 year olds now, you know, and mm. having it, it depends on the person. And it also depends yeah, on Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'll say that. what they want out of mountain bike. Like me and you, we take it pretty serious. We do yeah. want to get hard down the trails, but somebody might just be like, Yeah, I just want to ride once a month around some fire trails or whatever. Like, yeah, fine, jump on an e-bike. But if you want to get serious about um you know your times and and picking the best skill acquisition and skill yeah. and getting into the chunkiness and, and taking mountain biking seriously then i don't know ride an e-bike i don't care <laughs> <laughs> a, a hard tail is obviously the way to go and that's that's where you're yeah. gonna get the best um technique from but i mean if, if the person wants an e-bike i don't care that's sick yeah that's, not at all i i genuinely would if i had the money after riding one it was like, oh, man, we'd have a whole lot more things if we had a whole lot more money, right? I mean, that's a constant thing that comes up in a lot of these conversations. But <laughs> after writing one, because I'm at a stage post-op where I can, I'm, I'm back on a bike, but I'm only allowed to do like two 10-minute pedals a day just because it's very, very – it's a slow recovery. But with the e-bike, I was like, holy, I can do my 10 minutes, but that 10 minutes or 15, 20 minutes, whatever it is, got me to a top of the hill so I could watch the boys that I wouldn't have been able to pedal up. Right. I was on, you know, the the acoustic. I, maybe I could have, but it would have taken me a hell of a lot long time. But obviously with that extra bit of power, I was able to maintain a lot more balance because I had more pace going up the hill. So I had the thing in boost and I was like, oh, man, this is so helpful. Like the boys <laughs> are pushing up. I got to the top. I got a little vlog. Oh, that's a drama. I finished the phone vlog and then exported a copy. Didn't have a GIF in it, so I deleted it to free up space because I almost need another – just a terrible situation. But I have to start it again. But having the e-bike made it so easy to actually get to places. Yeah. And that's where I was like, I get – I get why this is like such a big thing 
because immediately, immediately I was just like, man, this has just given me accessibility to that's a, that's so many things. Like, and then like you mentioned, like, you know, let's say, like you said, there's an older person who's got a community group and they go on group rides. Like, you know, a, a, a seven speed in the back with three granny gears might not be ideal for how, how mobile, like they could put it on a second level boost, you know, chuck it into a decent gear and that gives them enough torque to keep up for like, you know, or if, like yeah. you said, someone just wants to, you know, like, you know, do laps. The accessibility that one gives you is flipping epic. You got an hour, like, I don't know, or a new dad with the baby at home or something is like, okay, I can only get an hour in. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I could pedal up the hill and get one lap or I could be on the e-bike and do three or four or something. Yeah, why not? You're doing it like, for you're doing it for fun. I don't ride for fitness. I should do more for my fitness, but yeah, we all should, brother. <laughs> so, yeah, get me to the top of the hill and fucking let me have a good time on the way down. Absolutely. What? So, swing it. Like, obviously, I definitely want to pick your brains about like the tube a little bit. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll spin off into some more bike-related banter. Did you? Were you like, all right, I'm going to be – this is something I've, like, been wanting to, like, ask someone that's kind of reached, you know, this level. But were you like – because obviously I know there are some people around me and I know that – I know their goals for, like, you know, their YouTube and stuff. Did you ever foresee it growing like this? Or were you like, if I do it this way, it will grow like this? What was your – what was your outlook with it? Was it just kind of like a dream that turned into a thing? Was it those earlier videos that you made that kind of said, hey, maybe I should try this? Like, what? how did it kind of... I, um, I started... So this isn't actually my first YouTube channel. I'd mentioned another one. Yeah, yep, yep. Which I didn't actually take seriously as a YouTube channel or anything. I was just doing my, like, home videos and... Um, mm holiday videos and that sort of stuff where I'd take mm -hmm. my and film pretty sunsets and that type of thing. So I was familiar with making videos and uploading them and stuff, but then I started looking into, I was like, oh, YouTube, people actually make decent money out of YouTube and stuff. Um, I'm out here building a mountain bike trail. Um, and when I was actually, I was, I was building the mountain bike trail already and it was during COVID. And I was like, somebody, I was like, oh, it'd be so good if I was in lockdown with my friends in this house and we were just out building this trail together. Like that was my dream. And I can remember. <laughs> yeah. And I'd, I'll just, I'd make a documentary about it. I reckon uh, I was just picturing all these people just showing up just to watch this trail being built. Yeah. And then eventually a couple of months later, I was like, somebody's, somebody's got to be doing this. So I jumped onto YouTube and sure enough, there's a bunch of trail building videos and, and a bunch yeah, of lockdown stuff. And so I just became addicted like that. I was absorbing as much trail building content as possible. And so then just with my history, the trail started getting bigger and bigger and building some more interesting things. And with my history and passion in video editing already, I was like, oh, it's kind of a no-brainer to make it. Yeah, it'd be stupid to start documenting this. These these other channels in the states that I was following were getting, you know, 500,000 views, which was a decent amount of ad revenue and stuff as well. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I could just go at this half-assed and you know just film whatever and throw it up on on YouTube, or I can just take a step back, 
and plan it out a little bit, like approach it like a business. So with the hopes that one day I can um, go YouTube full time and that is just my full job. Um, yeah. And so that's what I decided to do. So that's why you'll see like the very first video on my channel. I mean, I've improved a hell of a lot since then, but mm -hmm. it was already like next level. Um, Above what you might see first off out of most channels. Yeah. 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 Makes uh, sense. Yeah, so that, that's how I approached it. I was like, let's let's do this. And if I if I do it right, then I can make a living. How oh man, the the dream, the dream. How did you though where did the trail building thing come about? Because obviously, like it's not like you can I mean you can just knock a couple of bits of wood together and, and make a jump. Where did the yeah, how did that how did that come about? Like it obviously like you've watched all these videos. When you built your first ramp, like your proper ramp, did you have a plan that you downloaded and then you went with that and then it just expanded from there? Or did Wait, you have like a building like thing? Half pipe one or like from back at school? Yeah, okay, yeah, you got the half pipe thing, yeah. Yeah, like well, because yeah, so I had a bit of woodworking. I can't even remember if I had plans for that there must have been plans online or something that I got from the half pipe and worked out how to get a decent radius and and all that. So that's yeah, that's how that came about. And then the trail building um, that started like as soon as I started mountain biking. Um, I like being out in the bush and just being out in nature and stuff. But I just started to see nature differently. Like as soon as I was riding. You'd be walking along, it's like, wow, look at that rock over there. That's, that's amazing. Like, you'd be able to build a jump off that and send it, you know, or there's a creek gap over there. I mean, I couldn't even jump the length of my bike. So, all these things that I'm imagining uh, yeah. are impossible for me, but that's just how I visualize the world. And um, I remember mm. one day, so up in Wollongong, I was out on a ride, riding up this fire trail, and I looked out to the left, and there was this big boulder. And another boulder straight after it and I'm like that looks like it needs a, a trail right there and i bush bashed through and had a look it's like this is perfect so that was it i started getting up at 6 a.m in the morning and building building my first trail which i went down to the hardware and bought like five dollar rake and five dollar shovel and was moving these big rocks and boulders and didn't get too far with the trail. Somebody stole all my tools and stuff. And you know, I was building. Oh, it happens. I was building an illegal trail. I was. I shouldn't have been doing it there. But um, I I loved it. I was just getting up early and before work. And eventually, COVID kicked in, and um, I lost my job. And I came down. I lost my job. Somebody stole my tools. And then you know, five hours away, seven hours away. Uh, yeah, about five hours away is dad with this amazing property like 150 acres of bushland a bit over 100 meters of elevation there's creeks there's gullies there's rocks there's just everything you you want i was like all right well um and actually i'd started watching i'd been watching mountain bike trail building and i was down on a holiday visiting my parents and dad was watching some of it with me. he's like this is really good like we could build a trail like this out of the property it's like yeah like, like whoa I dad i hadn't been already. thinking about that <laughs> so that's it i think the very next day we were yeah. out there with rakes just raking in this trail and that's how it started we had just this raked in trail and eventually i was digging berms and it got a bit more serious so and putting a, 
the bridge and it was after that first bridge I was like all right I think I'm gonna start YouTubing this and I started filming some things and here we are yeah and so it I just love that the whole essence of this is so useful like essentially it's just literally two you know just this big hairy kid yeah like like just slapping some you know slapping the wood together digging holes like it's just so like obviously there's a lot more planning because you know one of the the main points of trail building is using the land to the best of your ability to obviously get it to operate with free speed etc etc features to work this and that but like that core of it is so useful just getting out there and it's a big sandbox you just build what you want and if it doesn't work you tear it down and build it again that's so um what has been the most difficult build like section i guess so far um the the berm the big wooden the massive wooden berm what do i call it the bush beast that thing <laughs> yes I mean, structurally, it's not that difficult. And how it all comes together is not that difficult. But there was over two tonne worth of wood that went into that. I bought a timber mill. Holy. There was a lot of wood. So there was one day that I'm just carrying. I I ended up taking some, um, a, um, what is it? A weight thing. What is it? A scale up there to weigh one of these places. Like, this thing is freaking heavy. Nobody's going to believe me. It's 40 kilos. And I'm walking these things up and down this hill for a day. I moved two uh, tons. Dad actually helped me a little bit, but I ended up moving two tons of wood just by hand. Over 100. I walked I walked seven kilometres that day because I was like, this is going to be a pain in the ass." So I put it onto Strava to track how far I went. So eight kilometres, two tons of wood. Look, as long as it's on Strava, someone believes you. Like, if you did a backflip and you had Strava on and you were like, I was in the air for two and a half seconds to achieve that backflip. If you look <laughs> at the elevation and then add in this calculation, <laughs> like, just has to be on, on Strava. Look, I will say from the very poor things that I have scraped out and built with some mates that people don't understand unless you have access the lengthiest time is not the actual building or i found for me it was just getting stuff there and around Mm. to make it possible because it's not an easy space to move in especially when you're standing on something that's like this yeah like it's just not easy to um do and then like sometimes you've got it all mapped out you know three quarters of the way through something all of a sudden there's a gigantic piece of sandstone that you didn't know was there. And you're like, what, what you know, like, what am I going to do with this? It changes your idea. Then you have to backtrack and think about how this. And so yeah, it's not easy. Also, like the trail, I mean, they're like the problem solving part of it as well that I actually mm. really enjoy. It's interesting. Lots of people are like, how did you learn to do this? Like you watch it, like you can see the very first video on the channel. Like that's, that's me just learning. I don't actually know any, I've, I've used a chainsaw like once or twice or something, um, did a bit of woodwork at school, but, you know, since year 12, I haven't touched any of those things. I was lucky that dad's got the garage, the shed just full of like woodworking tools. So I've ended up building, buying a bunch of my own now, but 
yeah, I'll just be on YouTube learning different techniques. It's like, all right, cool, that's it. I'll I'll try that tomorrow. Or I'll film it, and there's a video. That's yeah. it's me. So I'm I really love to just learn by doing, just getting out there. Doesn't matter. It's my own little private trail. If I make a mistake, I make a mistake. It's not the end of the world. Don't matter. It's all on you. Yeah. What would you? What would you say is the most helpful um, tool that you've that you've had? <laughs> all I will know, actually, not that. What would you say was the tool that you knit that gave you the most advancement once you had it? You kind of like you knew you needed. Well, it's there's been a bunch because there's like. There's a lot of lot of tools unlock different levels. So, you know, just starting off with the the fireman's rake, the Rayco. Best tool oh, for trailing. Best thing we ever got. Button dig. Off you go. You got a sweet trail. And then the next thing that really leveled up my trail building was my chainsaw. Um, so I went out and bought well, like the second biggest chainsaw you could buy. It was it's overkill for actual chainsawing around the property. <laughs> like it's a, it's a forestry saw, um, but I bought it to so I could mill my own timber with an Alaskan mill. So it's like this this big metal jig guide that straps to your chainsaw. You use it lying down, and you just slab a fallen tree into different you know slices of wood. Um, so that um, mill that you have, that that you have has your chainsaw attached to it. That's not like a. No, so you're probably thinking, well, I haven't even got to that yet. This is this is my first little like hand chainsaw. Oh yet. my god! That, that was the first tool that like, you know, took the channel and my trail building to yeah. the next level, allowed me to build some pretty cool stuff with wood, um, and then after that came the mini excavator which yes allowed me to look, move a hell of a lot more dirt so with each one of these things i was always like oh i'll buy this tool because that will allow me to do what i'm doing but just way quicker it's never sped up the process the projects have always just got way bigger <laughs> so i completely understand that which is a good thing so yeah. after that then i was like well i need a lot of wood so I invested in an actual timber mill, which is probably the green one that you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a big bandsaw. <coughs> Excuse me. So it's like six-meter rails, and I can do logs that are about five and a half meters long, and that saves a lot of time in um, – I mean, it still takes a hell of a lot of time because you got I've got to drag the logs. I've got to find these fallen trees drag them there with a the tractor, get it set up, and then you can slice it up into pieces and the blade gets blunt real quick and different things happen, but it's still a hell of a lot quicker than using my chainsaw. And so I was like, all right, I'll be able to build <clears throat> a lot more stuff now out of wood and pump out a heap more videos. But the very first video was the massive berm and I just used two tonne of wood and that was like three months. <laughs> So instead so of features, it's like I'll build it bigger, and <clears throat> I haven't started yet. But um, the plan for that, like that berm, still just comes to an end, and it will be. It's going into like a big roller coaster section, so it's sort of like pump through some big rolls and then into another massive right-handed berm. So it's going to be like this hundred meter long wood section, 
that should just be. Well, there's probably nothing like it in Australia, actually. There's a there's a shit ton. That's of it. cool. So it's also nerve wracking because I know how big that process is going to be. How much bigger would you say than your uh, wooden berm? Like obviously, like the next session, is it just an extension? Like, would you say, like, to this next right-hander that you're talking about? Like, yes. how much more, like, so wood, I guess, are you going to be around. using? The, the wooden berm comes around and, like, flattens out. And it's yeah, yeah, yeah. At the moment. And, yeah, so I'm just going to keep extending the trail, but as wood for this section. Uh, it should be about three times as long. Because that, that wooden berm, like, people don't, I mean, it, it looks pretty big in the video. But when you get there in real life, you, people are like, holy shit, this thing's massive. Like, it's um, it's two metres wide and then uh, about 30 metres long. Like, So that kind of – because when people say two tonnes of wood, if you're, like, rocking with, like, a hardwood or something like that, I can kind of get my head around it. But when you get the actual specs of it and you think, like, a bike's wheelbase in a – like mine in a medium being an enduro is like 1229. Don't know, so you know, like one point, like that's not that much, like 1.2 meters. And you're talking like two meters wide with timber, you know, like what four inches or whatever it is, like, you know, a couple of few inches thick for each pallet and then 30 meters, did you say? Long, yeah. Ugh. Almost 30 meters. The next section won't be as wide. It doesn't need to be as wide. So yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. That was a catch berm. There's the there's the corkscrew that happens before it. So part of the trail, like you come flying in top speed, it curves up the hill and loops around, and then there's a trail gap. So you jump, yep. like a drop, jump over. It's probably hard to tell on video, but that's the berm is really close to the landing. Like you don't have much time before you're hooking left and at you're going 40Ks an hour around that, that berm. So you got some pace. So good. Uh, so I needed to make sure that, because it's kind of a technical drop as well. So if you were like a little bit squiggly off, yeah, off, you needed space on it to be low or high or catchy. Because if you, um, I don't know, if you got an unlucky bounce or something and launched off the back of that berm, you're, it's, it's. You're going, you're going haywire. It's not going to be fun. Yeah. It's like you'll be falling from three meters high and hitting the ground. So. I was like, I'll build it nice and wide and then, yeah. You can kind of ride it from wherever. And so you can start high and just drop down and pick up even more speed in the middle of it. Uh, yeah, I've watched it. I've, I've watched that burn, not in just your normal vids, but obviously the boys have been around and yeah, um, and, and ridden and stuff. It's, it's funny. I mean, it's just like, the, I mean, I think it's half the reason like bike parks get that aura is because, you know, people will, you know, oh, I hit this feature, I hit that feature. And then when you, like, stand on that feature and you look down and your nutsack just drops and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's actually did not play out in my head the way that I thought it would according to old mate's story. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They're just not... You know, obviously, you know, I'd love to, you know, get to a skill level where I can complete at everything at Boomerang, like Boomers one day. Yeah, but, like, there's this one. That intimidates me, mate. Yeah, I was it's wild stuff. The other day, I was like, I don't know whether I can go to Boomers. I think I'll just be too in my head and just 
I'll be shitting my pants. This is this is the thing because it has because it's like the premier park in in Queensland. So many people have ridden there, and like it's got so many like you know famous you know videos and things like that. You get this, and 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 I think there's half the re- one of the reasons that you know obviously. There's a lot to do with speed management there because everything runs so much faster than like what you think it would. Like you just go in general a general trail trail speed, bro. Like, but that general trail speed is so much faster than what you might actually be used to normally normally riding. But when yeah. you get there, that torque that everybody gives to it enhances the problems that you shouldn't be having. Because yeah. you don't have to do all, you don't have to do all that stuff. Because I, I have caught myself in that space, like multiple times. I've pushed too hard when I shouldn't have. Had some gnarly crashes there, but I mean, you can have a gnarly crash riding off a gutter and you know yeah. tripping and and whatever. But like point being, it's like it's so easy to fall into that aura, like you know, a space when really you can just ride a green and a blue and you're sweet like yeah. you don't have to go do berserker like that that yeah. i was gonna say before like that berserker drop like you see it on videos and it looks massive but i just i i have this weird feeling where i like weird thing where i like the feeling of being scared and i looked all the i walked all the way to the end of berserker and like i just put like the tips of my toes off the edge and it's like look straight down at like the knuckle and i was like whole i said a bunch of cuss words and i was just like and i almost felt like i needed to like drop to my knees like those people on clear glass bridges yeah turn around and crawl back crawl back i was just like in my head i understand the techniques that it takes to do that yeah but like to stay composed while you're doing that is like that's like it's pretty serious you know, yeah. like it's a it's a huge gap. Like to stay composed when you start getting to those like upper levels of the features, I think is friggin' impressive. I guess you you just take it step by step. I think exactly. I've always been one. I don't push my comfort zone. Like I do it in like real small gradual stages and just build up. Yeah, yeah. Like there's for so long there's there's a bunch of features on my trail that still would scare the crap out of me, but. I've got to the point now. I mean, I haven't even ridden it in a couple of months, actually. I've got to get back out there and rake and clear it this week. But um, I'm at a point now where all the jumps and stuff, they all feel sweet for me. I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah. So I can start building bigger things, I guess. But um, I think it's when it's uh, like with Boomerang, it's when it's just a bike park for jumps. I mean, there are other trails there and stuff as well, but... um. When I know that the day is just going to be about jumping or drops, and I was like, oh, I'm not now. I'm feeling the pressure of that. Like I like to have yeah both. So it's like, no, nah, we're here to ride, and it's like, should we go hit the jumps? Like, yeah, yeah, let's go hit the jumps now. Jumps. No, 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 I can't handle it. I can't handle that pressure. Well, it's exactly kind of like how I got myself unstuck. There's a trail that everyone knows called like Mini Mega, and I just kind of like had a bit of a breakthrough. And I didn't think about the fact that the two boys in front of me had both blown their chains, like, up. One had um, his rear hub blue, so, like, obviously it wasn't, like, it, it wasn't, uh, like, it was still spinning on the axle, but it wasn't, like, the 
chain was pointless. Same with the other mate. So I was just, instead of doing my own thing and just writing within myself, I was like, I'll just keep up with them. But they were, they had to take any speed that they could get. Yeah. Yeah. And then I ended up, because I was going so fast, missing a pop, sailing like, I came out with it, I came out of it with literally like a scratch on this arm and like gum leaves hanging out of my helmet. <laughs> got, missed the pop, got bucked, like almost rode it out. And there's like a tough of, there's like these gum tree roots that stick out yeah. in this, in this mount of a berm. And it grabbed my front wheel. And as soon as the front wheel started, I just jumped. I was like, nah, I'm not staying with this. <laughs> and then the bike caught up with me and landed on top. You hear, and it's, so, it's actually so funny because you hear in the video go, you're all right, from sounds like a <laughs> kilometer away. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's funny you exactly say that because, like, you just want to be with your mates. But there is quite a few trails there. Yeah. Um, shout out Trevor and the team for doing a fantastic job for the community. And having something like that uh, here in Southeast Queensland, legends. Um, yeah, it, but looks, it looks amazing. They've done yeah. an awesome job, eh? Hey? When you I'll, can, I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll just be. I'll just be packing my decks. Just stick to stick to the. Oh, my actual my actual favorite track to ride is like one heaps of people have ridden, like called Medicare, and the jumps like beelines to everything. Jumps aren't that big. Still runs really quick. You, and there's when you get into the lower halves, you can take a couple of lines and like go to a techie uh, rootier section on like one of the other trails, and it's just so much fun because you can once you get down the main the main part of it, um, you can kind of split off into other things and make it more gnarly or make it less gnarly, and yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. What's going to be next for you though, bro? Like, what do you have? You got like a big edit plan, like the next build or? Because it's sounding like you're going to build this thing and it's going to be a pretty, pretty lengthy recording process. Yeah, so I've got one more plan before that. Um, yep. I've been on the computer building it. Like, I want to get better at jumping. I like that's mm -hmm. that, – I've always – it doesn't matter what sport it is. I've always been drawn to jumping, but I've never been good at jumping anything. Um, and so, yeah, I want, I want to build – a nice Buddha that I can just progress on, just start getting comfortable popping properly and getting a bit of air and, I don't know, maybe tweaking the bike, doing something. So that, I think it was the third or, the, no, the fourth video on my YouTube channel, I built um, this tabletop down in at the bottom of the trail, the dirt tabletop, and which is all well and good, like, it was fun, but I just don't ride it that much. And it's not, it's actually like five meter. It's not a gap, but like it's a five meter, you know, to the landing. So it's sizable jump that you have to hit with a bit of pace. So when I've got friends down that don't really jump, we, we session on it. We're also the landing like halfway along. So I want to build, I'm actually going to try and push all that dirt up into one landing and I'm going to build um, one or two wooden takeoffs of variable sizes and, um, that I can either have pushed like wedged right up against the landing so you can just start to get, you know, build a little bit of confidence and getting a little bit of air and just slowly drag this wooden kicker further and further back until, I don't know, maybe one day I'll have a tractor parked in the middle of it or something and gap over that. We'll see. <laughs> it sounds, that would be sick. You should just, you should have a mulch jump, man. 
Well, that's what I was thinking. Because um, that would be the perfect the way. Point. Like if you if you're going to build yourself an adjustable kicker or something that's a little yeah. bit less ski jumpy or something you can you know adjust the height of or because obviously you now you've got like the um the uh whale what did you call it the, the whale tail. yeah yeah like the whale tail where you can take you know parts in and out of the jump if you yeah. can build something like that then maybe yeah. a mulch mulch landing is going to be the well i thought about that i'll say got to push like all the dirt into a pile see how big it is and then yeah, hire a um a mulcher for the day. There's you know there's plenty of trees that need to be cleaned up around the joint, and there we go. I've got a nice mulch landing. The other thing I was looking at was um the uh, is it DB airbags or something? It's a big blow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the brand around. Yeah, they're pretty like they're a bit pricey, but I was like maybe maybe if I get a couple more views on the channel, maybe I can get sponsored by them or something and <laughs> set up a big airbag in the garden. <laughs> Man, I reckon if you chucked a sneaky logo or two in there, be like, hey, guys, you know, I just as a side note, I'd love to see it featured, blah, blah. Like, there'll be some way, as if they're not going to be like, hell, yeah, we'll give this man an airbag. <laughs> It'd be pretty, yeah. Like, especially if you, if, especially if you I'll get some. Back. Yeah, try back, bro. That's the whole I was just about to say. If you've got this booter you've just made, They've got their, you know, the fat logo, like, fat logoed up, you know. Um, oh, my gosh, I just forgot the name of it. Like, the, um, what are they, oh, my gosh, my, I've just gone blank. The mat um, that you jump onto. Well, the airbag. What? Yeah, airbag. You've got the fat logoed <laughs> up airbag. Yeah, it's full head of mine. Like, I've not had much <laughs> sleep. I should probably be in bed. Um <laughs> You got the fat logo up airbag and you're upside down. You're like, I tried my first backflip two million yeah. years, first day. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be upside down. The bike will be about three meters away from me. Like <laughs> I tried my first backflip. Yeah. Oh, I'll get some views. It'd be oh like an airbag would be a lot of fun. Um then yeah, look, if I can't get the airbag, a mulch jump would be sick as well. <laughs> Yeah, right. I'd like I need I'd like an actual jump line so there's like two or three hits in a row. Um, but one of the reasons I'm building this is because so after that sort of roller coaster section that I was talking about, there's a nice corridor through the trees where there's space to build a decent sized jump. And so I don't want to like a decent sized jump for me right now is like I don't know two meter gap or something. So. I want to get more comfortable at jumping so I can build that as a, a more of a yeah, decent sized jump, like, I don't know, four metres or something. We'll see. Yeah. Or I might actually make that so that's adjustable as well. And, you know, if it's just a cruisy day, it's just a regular tabletop. And then if I got some shredders down, we can just drag it out and you've got a, you know, six metre, seven metre gap there or something. That could be gnarly. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So what's got, uh, get huh? out. what are you going to say? What was that? I was just, oh, no, I just, I just imagine when this, you know, the land is fully developed and the gnarly, out, you know, the gnarly plan outworked in your mind is, is finished. Like the, the YouTuber party, so to speak, would be, proper yeah. wild yeah. it would be so fun there would be so much smack talk 
guarantee someone's going to the hospital in the meat wagon. That's it. I've got to get everyone has to sign waivers, mate. But <laughs> mm-hmm. oh no, makers sign waivers because no <laughs> doubt someone's going to do something dumb. Dude, it would be sick. Like just having so when Froth was down in the area for a while, he came out. Like we rode the trail a lot. That was awesome. And then um, Carl from Mail MTB and Dave from yep. DMTB. Yep. They were here for testing one of the features and it's it's so much fun like that's that's when it becomes oh yuka and eric from bcpov like some youtube royalty right there so showing the trail yes. to them is pretty awesome um but th- that's the best time like when riding with mates and just taking them down the trail for the first time mm-hmm. and just hearing people's excitement and I was just like, that's actually one of the best trails I've ridden. Like, I'm having so much fun. And that's what I love to hear. It's not, it, nothing's too intense on it or anything. It's all sort of built for my level riding. And um, so it's pretty fun and playful, which I feel like it's awesome to be scaring yourself and stuff. But like we say, mountain bike is just, it's just should be all about fun, having a lot of fun. And, and Absolutely. so trail for that. I mean, I, there's going to be stuff that will, be able to scare the crap out of myself but um yeah i've got to build this first trail finish that one first <laughs> how long will it be roughly once it's all roughly once it's all done uh stage one so to get the car oh, wow to the bottom wait it's going to be a massive bike park it's endless it's endless but the um the actual trail is about 750 meters long now which doesn't seem doesn't sound very long, but that's like a solid two minutes top to bottom riding. Mm-hmm. No downtime, like you're you're just flat out the whole time. Um, but that only uses that's only going about half of the property, so that it sort of goes a bit flat again, and then up another forty meters of elevation, I think. So the trail could actually get to close to two kilometers long with a bit of a flat section where maybe i'll build some skinnies and um seesaws and you know something interesting i'll just sort of get creative in that area yeah there's there's like i've got i've got um some mapping applications and stuff and i just get on there and with all the contour lines it's like all right so if it goes down here it can come along here down this slight pedal here and the best one that i've worked out with lots of interesting features and stuff already naturally there is about three kilometers long Ooh, very nice serious for a backyard trail so not bad not bad good sauce oh yes <laughs> i was like please pick up on this <laughs> not bad good sauce uh, i would love to walk out my back door and just go for a lazy 3k spin yeah living the dream i mean it's i'm i'm you're working hard though bro like kudos to you like like i left so to pursue the dream of youtube i've moved away from all my friends up in wollongong if it's five hours away i don't actually really know too many people down here so i'm just like i'm just a hermit playing video games with the the boys online and then out trail building during the day like just out in the bush by myself with the dog and Dad comes and helps. Occasionally, the guys come down from Wollongong to help, and so yeah. For reference, it's it's five hours away. So it's, it's five hours south. 
Oh, I'm five hours south, so they're north. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Um, but it's it's awesome. There's um, Eden is a town about thirty minutes away down yeah. south. They've got yeah. new trails opening like as we speak, um, and some new trails <clears throat> about an hour north in Naruma, which the Naruma trails I've ridden them already, and they're absolutely unreal there's just jumps everywhere stuff to pop off so playful some really tech and raw stuff so i think it should start to really build a mountain bike scene around me that i can maybe make a couple of friends <laughs> have some <laughs> Mate, i think i think you'd be pretty pretty set for friends it's going to be gnarly to see you know like obviously as this conversation unfolds, i've learned a little bit but it's going to be gnarly to see how it all unfolds like as these new parks open up you know the channel grows you can put more money back in you know channel sponsors come along give you bits and yep, pieces yep. to help accelerate the build you know time after time like the next you know two three years you could be seeing something really special i mean not that it's you know it's already you know pretty friggin special but like as things accelerate, I imagine that it'll be it'll it'll just grow it'll grow quicker and quicker. Like you said, when you get a new piece of machinery, didn't make things go faster, just expanded the it's just kind of like a massive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's you know, I, I had these ideas of where I wanted to go, but Yeah. You know, every every week a new door opens or whatever. You don't I don't know what's on the horizon. And um with my current job, so I'm a graphic designer, I run my own business, so that's pretty flexible and stuff as well. So you know, if some dream gig comes along, I don't know, whatever that may be, maybe somebody wants their own, wants to pay me heaps of money to build a trail in their backyard and film it as well. I don't know, maybe that's the, the next step. Boom. But it's like we were saying earlier with um, the snowboard videos, you know, I yeah. a couple of my friends and then suddenly I was travelling around Australia with a couple of... <laughs> so insane. I'm I'm so easy like that. I'll just go with the flow, but I'm loving building out of that trail and it's it's so good. Um so I'd love to make that full time and just keep it up. Mate, you never ever know like I've actually heard quite a few stories in the past month of people that have kind of not fallen into, but like they kind of filled a gap where or done something where someone in their local community or area or country wasn't really like doing something all of a sudden it's just opened up like hmm. you know no business so i'm very very interested to see how the story of cutlaps develops yeah me too he <laughs> <laughs> just like because right now i'm thinking mulch jump maybe yeah. airbag i don't know backflip bike over here me yeah. not broken over there <laughs> It's there's um actually i've got an email i forgot i need to respond to it but there's some guy in florida he's an aussie and he's he's like oh, i need help with the trail over here can you a call and stuff or something i don't know what he wants i need to follow that up but there's there's other things like that at some bike park from south africa wanted me to you know offer them guidance and let them know what they could build and stuff it's like oh it will be this much, pay. sir. Yeah, well, no, they wanted me to pay and stuff. I was like, dude, I'm building shit in my backyard. Like, I'm, 
I'm not professionally able to give you guidance on what. I don't know. But, but still, it's like, possible. Even, like it's crazy. Yeah. Like, if uh, you see, you're in a very intelligent guy. You, the basis of what you do, though, when it gets bigger, the physics change, speed changes, but ultimately, the building stays the same like if it's bike park size you yeah. know type things it's essentially like that there, there's a little bit of you know people will start involving maths and things like that and um hey man like you should just you can just be like hey florida guy what's up let's jump on a call like you know like or like you said you just you just never know like i think once you tap into those opportunities it's gonna hmm. You know, you could be in, be like, Cutlapse is taking a holiday, yeah, USA style. Yeah, exactly, right? So, yeah, uh, look, I've got no idea where the channel's going to end up. I definitely need to finish this trail in my backyard first mm -hmm. before we get on. And there's there's so many other natural raw features on the property that I want to do stuff with. Like, when I get bored, I'll just go for a bushwalk. And explore and every time i find something new i'm like oh look at this rock i'll take a photo with my like put a pin on the map and be like oh you could you could send it off this or there's a perfect space for a step up or whatever That's it may be so sick usually the features are like you know for red bull riders or something not not my level and like that would be crazy <laughs> we all man i i honestly think that not if we're not all like that in this category of mountain biking that we like I look at stuff, there's a rock roll. <laughs> John is like, yeah, that's a pretty serious rock roll. Like when he was down at like, my local DJs and the kids literally just like snap some tree branches back. And it's because there's there's a council section trail up behind the DJs near mine. But right. the, the DJs are kind of like dug out in the middle of this, not really like a mountain, but it's probably about like 85, 90 metres of elevation in this thing. And it's just this rock face into the back of the turnaround and then me and one of the boys we were looking to the left of it and we were like oh it'd be so sick if we had another one here if we just have to fill in the base and then like i went and looked at it the other day i was like i would effing die if i fell off this and like, i like was like i was like and you and then i started going like if i clip that this would happen here and then I just started breaking it down in my head. I'm like, that is no room for. There's like, yeah, two lines max. But I still yeah. wanted to do it. I was like, I still want to go down it. <laughs> Why am I thinking of this? I can freaking <laughs> die. Uh, that's mountain biking, man. <laughs> that is mountain biking, man. I am thoroughly like, thoroughly, thoroughly happy with the conversation. I think it's been, uh killer killer combo yeah. i think it's given a good insight to anyone that may not know about you um who you are what you're doing but more so your character and i think that's a it's a sick thing like this fun loving guy with a gnarly beard the sh the shaggy hair he just loves to ride his bike and build ridiculous beaches in his backyard that require absurd amounts of timber too much timber too much timber <laughs> you think it's something that's going to help you um like because you probably have to cut a trail in to get stuff in and out are you going to get something that's going to help you move like 
you know, so you're not just walking things in K after K? Well, so Dad's got a tractor, which is why I loaded all the wood up and I drove that as close as I could. There's sort of like access trails all around the yeah, gotcha. property. Um, but, yeah, I can't often get right to where I need to. So that time I had to, yeah, walk 100 metres or something with it. Well, but if we ever sit down again in the near future, by that time, my guy praying, someone just comes in and be like, bro, my guy from Florida, <laughs> he's going to chuck some cash at you and you're going to get a bunch of ridiculous machines and next little boom, bike park on the property. Let's bike go. Park. That'll be next. That'll be awesome. That was like, fingers crossed. Let's see what happens. But like seriously, what I'm doing right now, I love it. You're so happy with yeah. It's I'm I'm living the dream already. Well, like whatever else happens, is it's all just a bonus. Yeah, it's like um, it's something that um, Ty Bowmaker, um, we 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 still talk we talk a little bit and um even like you know post pod he's such a friggin' legend, but um. You know, he's got his, like, thing, and you, if you follow him, you see quite a bit, like, living the dream. And he yeah. really is just so thankful. Like, he's got a couple of projects coming up. I won't say what they are because I don't think he's gone public with them yet. But just, like, he's just, like, it's just crazy. It's like, I just, you know, this, you know, obviously he's incredibly skilled with the camera. Yeah. Um, And he just gets to ride obviously ride bikes in beautiful places doing so. And he's just like, every time these, um, uh, I've met people that are successful in what they're doing and they're not humble. They're kind, but they're not, you know, like super chill about it or they don't seem overtly thankful. And I'm really stoked that each of the guests that I've had on, you know, that they are in quite a place of success, a pretty good place of success for what they're doing. Like, it's cool to see that they're just thankful for the next step to come. Yeah. No, he's he seems like an absolute legend So because I chat to him a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, and he's planning on, you know, he's hoping to come down and ride the trail on some road trip and stuff. So, because he's obviously, like, I've been passionate about filming. Yeah, he's a gong boy, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, got some, yeah, pretty similar interests there. So, it'd be cool to do a collaboration with him and see what happens. Just two guys frothing on bikes and filming and outdoors and adventure. Cut laps times captivate. Yeah. CC. Even yeah. a merch drop. Oh, free idea there. Um, I'll, I'll take 2% of every sale. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've just placed a ridiculous – my bank account just got drained today, placing a massive order of merch. So, yeah. fingers crossed people are keen. Right, I <laughs> – Guarantee, I guarantee, keep the integrity, keep the integrity high, keep the stoke high, keep the yeah. build quality videos high, mate, it'll it'll come. I think that's what the connection is, is that, like you say, people, they connect to just the sort of, you know, that raw happiness. I'm, I do, I'm not taking anything in those videos, you know. Yeah, I know, 100%. I like turn the energy levels up, it's YouTube, like you could be, Sometimes you'll film in front of the camera and then you watch it back and you're like, it's just flat and monotone. You're like, oh, no, 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 more energy, more energy. But, you know, realistically, that's that's pretty much just me out there. I don't want to don't want to lie to the fans. I don't want to be anyone, anyone else other than what you are. 
just want to have a good time. So, yeah. And I think, yeah, people relate to that. They see me like I'm not going to, when I'm scared to hit one of the features I built or anything, I'm not going to hide that and try and be like, oh, yeah, like I'm not scared. This is easy, whatever. <laughs> nah, it's dumb. People see through that junk, especially if you say that and then you eat it afterwards. Like, <laughs> oh, I thought he was going to make it. He sounded like real confident. The Crash guys used to get big views though. So crashes do big do big views, but that's what the mulch jump and the airbag are for. Guys, airbag team, get this man his airbag. Um on yeah. that bro. Um I, I wanna see it. But on that bro, um wow, what a story, what a laugh. As I do more and more of these podcasts, people, it's just good to get to know good humans that love bikes and Especially Luke, who obviously is very well successful with his uh, YouTubing and his building. It's really cool to have that insight, bro. So um, um, thank you so much for your time. You're going to get that airbag. Um, I'm probably going to cut an exit and tag the business too. <laughs> and yeah. we'll, 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 see, we'll see what happens. But thank you so much for your time, bro. No, dude, thank you so much for having me. Like That was, that was easy, just cruisy conversation. So easy to talk to. I had a great time. So, cheers. Beautiful. Guys, that was episode 10 of the Fully Pinned Podcast with Mr. Cutlabs himself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Thank go. You. Thank you, bro. Oh, man. Where's that stop recording button?